And so, Teresa Greco, so excited to have you here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. And yes. so, I, I know you guys haven't met yet, I don't think. Uh, nope, I've just seen your picture. I get to know you a little bit behind the scenes when I put your like little social media bites together. <laughs> So you're awesome. just as beautiful virtually as you are in your photo. Thank you. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, Teresa, where we like to start on these uh, interviews is really to get the guests to tell us a little bit about themselves, uh, rather than, like I always say, me reading a bio on a screen in front of the screen. Uh, so can you perhaps just tell us a little bit about who you are before we dive in? And you don't have to worry about how deep you go because we'll, we'll dive in deeper anyway. Uh, but just a little bit about who you are for those that might be discovering you for the first time today. Like me. So I'm Teresa Greco. I'm a happiness coach. I'm the weekly host of our radio and internet TV show called The Steps to Happiness Show with Teresa Greco. I'm a spiritual coach, a meditation coach, a Reiki master. I am the editor at two international Canadian lifestyle magazines. I write for five international magazines. I am a two-time best-selling author. I am an educator, educational technologies consultant, and a mom. Wow. Okay. So I love how you like just like like uh, went through all of that, and you're like, and a mom. Because <laughs> that's another job too. That's another. Well, that's like the first job, right? Like that's yeah. the first job that you do when you like get up in the morning, and like you know, all along it's continual. Probably the. And how many children do you have? Like have you a mom of two. Yes, two teenagers. Wow, and you don't even look old enough. And to your point, at least when she said just- I'm just full of compliments today, Corey. Bring it on. Thank you. <laughs> right. Well, and, and to your point about, you know, how uh, how she just kind of dropped that in there <laughs> on the mom. But it's, it's like, as we know, well, I think as most guys know, because they know they could never do it. Most guys know it's like the, the toughest job. I mean, yes. you put it in there as the last one, but it's really. I think it's, and it's the most important. I think it's the most vital because really as a mom, we could be, do you know how many- individuals I work with chronologically who are 60, 70, 80, 50, but really it's their inner child who really needed a mom and still needs the mom. Mm -hmm. So it's really the most important job and the most game-changing job is being the mom and the dad, of course, Corey, and the dad. Absolutely. So I, I think where I'd like to start, Teresa, is we talk a lot about mindset on here. And I'd love to get, I mean, we don't usually ask it this way. So, I mean, there's no usual, I guess it's always different, but what is your take on mindset? Like, how important do you think mindset is? Do you put much focus on your own mindset? Like, I just love to get your thought around mindset. I'm going to add to that, too. How important do you think it is to be aware of where your mind is set? Because we all have a mindset, but it just where is it set? So it's the awareness of where the mind is set and yeah. how to reset it, so to speak. Yes, yes. So hugely important in that it... It's, it's the work that I do every day on myself to rewire my brain, to re reset the story that of my life that I was living before. And now I'm in the process of, of waking up to a whole bunch of subconscious beliefs and conditioning and patterns and habits that I was living my life by and now come up and I can now identify them as a limiting belief or a self-sabotaging belief or a conditioning belief or whatever it is and, and ask myself some questions about, you know, why do I think this about myself or about the situation? Is it true? Who told me that? 
And in being critical about your thought, you're then able to change it and replace it with one that serves you instead. And so when we understand that our brain has 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, that's a lot of thoughts, 60 to 70,000 a day, and 95% of them are the same as the ones you had the day before. So that means that most- We're waking of, up as the same person every day. Right, with the every same day. Thoughts. And we're living in our past every day, right? Mm -hmm. And so that leaves us a 5% margin to be cognitive of our beliefs. So just to actually answer both of your questions, right, is that if it leaves us 5% and the 95% is where is the mental set, as you said, because we've been thinking it for most of our life, is that it leaves us 5% every day to be to become aware of those thoughts and to actively make a change because we are we are set and programmed to be who we've been our entire life and if we want to be somebody different and and to live our best lives and and our true and authentic self and live to our fullest potential we have to become very aware of that five percent margin that we can actually make a change what she said that is so it's so it's true it's if we wake up thinking the same things then we're keeping ourselves in the same place Stop. that we were Stop. and we can do that all day long and for our whole lives and and so it is that awareness it's that like one thought is all it takes to change a belief and that's the beautiful piece not so not it's simple but it's not easy no no it's an everyday process because it took me 40 years to get to the point that i'm at now and now i'm 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 uncovering who I really am. That part Girl, I'm 53. Woman. I'm going to be 54. So, and I'm right there with you. I was always a late bloomer, but like, I'm, you know, and I think it's just continual. It's just once you mm -hmm. have that awareness, I always say you can't unknow what you know. Mm -hmm. right? No. You know. And why would you want to? That's the whole benefit of like growing, of, of aging and growing old is that we learn more and we know more. I would never want to unknow what I know. Because right, but some people like are like, yeah, well, I already know that, and they do something else, but but you can't unknow it. Like it's just mm -hmm. as valid and just as true for you as it was when it was true for you that one time. Mm -hmm. So that knowing is a gift. And sometimes we just don't know, which is where you come in, I'm sure. A lot of people aren't aware. It's one of the things that's intriguing yeah. to me about this conversation, too. At least this is a kind of a throwback to yesterday because we were talking about this book that I'm reading, The Mindset Code. Yes. And uh, it's by Cappy Pidwell. I'll give her another shout out. And that's what she focuses on is helping. And she, I didn't say this yesterday, but she works with like CEOs of Microsoft and Apple and stuff like that and basically rewiring their mindset. But it, but it's all around what you're talking about here, Teresa, because it's kind of funny. I was talking about this yesterday. She talks about your conscious mind is five to 10% and all the rest of the stuff is stuff you learned up until really the age of 18 and now you're just repeating. And so in her book, she talks about what, how you have to actually, like what she says, which I love is that your garage is full now, your mind is full. And if you want to stuff a new belief in there, you need to find a way to get an old belief, whether it's out or reframe delete, it or whatever delete, it is. Delete. You know, flip the script on it or whatever. But she's saying you have to tackle that because like if you want to lose weight, but you have these beliefs of I can't lose weight because I'm over 40. I, uh, I can't lose weight because I eat this certain type of food. I can't quit this food because of whatever. She's saying you have to unravel all these beliefs if you're going to have any hope of being super successful with changing it. And she said, like, yes, we see people that change it. But they're in the like the one to three percent. You know, there's not many people that can 
fully change it just randomly from cold turkey, you know, mm -hmm. off of saying with my conscious mind, I'm going to change it. Most people don't. So I like what you're saying here because, A, we need to be the, the 5%. We need to be conscious of what's going on and be willing to change that, what's in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. And then, B, know that we've had these beliefs for a long time. Like, you, the, what made me think of this because you said, you know, you've had them 40 years. Mm -hmm. It's like It's like if you ate fast food every day for 10 years and then start complaining, well, I've been working out for three days. How come the weight's not gone? You know, you need to really recheck that because you spent a lot of years building. It. It's going to take at least a little bit of time to unbuild. But anyway, just it just reminds me of me reading this book right now. So it's like front and center for me. So I have a personal. Oh. Go ahead. I just want to I just want to piggyback on that. And so I don't know if you're familiar with the Untethered Soul and sorry. I'm, yeah. And by Michael Singer in that. I really love his perspective on the fact that then the thoughts in our in our brain are, is just the ugly roommate that goes blah, blah, blah all the time, spewing all the like the negative thoughts and the limiting beliefs and um, us playing it small and you can't do this and you're not, you're not enough. You're not good enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not athletic enough. You're not, I had lots of, of my roommates spewing ugly stuff to me that I thought was me. So let's take it a little bit further and when you when you can then realize that the thoughts in your head are not actually you so my spiritual self that part of me is whole and perfect just as i am and this roommate that wants to spew these negative thoughts and, and beliefs at me that's not even who i am so i completely at the same time also detached myself from what my brain wants to say from the mind, which is the immortal and eternal and infinite part of myself that is whole and perfect and untouched just as I am. And I don't have to be more and I don't have to be um, that I'm worthy and, and perfect just as I am. And so when we can detach ourselves from our brain and those thoughts and not identify yourself with that, that is just the ugly roommate in your head that wants to keep you down and wants to have you playing it small and doesn't want you to forgive people that have done you wrong and doesn't want to let you have you let go of, of your past and the trauma and the rejection and the upset and the guilt and the shame and all this other stuff that we carry on our back. Let's separate ourselves and identify that that's not even us. And then that allows us to forgive and to let it go and to move past it, knowing that you are whole and perfect um, and untouched from any of the baggage. Well, it's almost makes me think, and Elise, you can jump in on this, but it makes me think too, kind of the combination of the two of them, the idea of the, you know, the stuff that has been a pattern since like a happy and you, you and Lisa, you and I were talking about this yesterday from like zero to, because it's like in the womb, it's even before you're one. You know, like the idea of, or even before you were came out of the womb, the idea of all these patterns that I put in your head. So if I, if I take both of those, and I might be way off here, Teresa, but if I take both of those, it's almost me like you are perfect and whole when you were like zero. And then all of a sudden, all this input came mm -hmm. in. And now all of a sudden, you're dealing with all these other ideas and conditioning and all this other stuff that happened and built on top of it. But that pure, perfect whole mind is the one that was untouched. So you know what I mean? Like untouched before all this stuff happened, all these patterns. And so we can get back to that. That's how I read that. I don't know if I'm right on that. but Yes. And that's my view on happiness is that we are love, peace and happiness at our core. 
it is happiness is our essential nature. It's who we really are. That when we are born into this world, as you said, we are that love, peace, and happiness, but the world takes us away from that and has us feeling a whole bunch of like negative emotions. And then we identify, many people identify with those, with those negative emotions that I am depressed. I am. No, it's like, no, you are not your depression. You are not your anxiety. You're feeling depressed. Yes. <laughs> right. But happiness and they also view happiness as an, as an emotion, that it's a state of mind that you feel happy when you're participating in activities that you like, you're on vacation, you're happy because you bought that designer purse, you're happy because you've achieved that promotion at work. And then all of a sudden now, oh no, I'm having a fight with my co-worker, I'm in traffic, my house is a disaster, and now I'm not feeling happy anymore, no. We are happiness. Love, peace, and happiness is who we who we are. The world is taking us away from that. And so my view on happiness is very different than let, let's say, like, I don't know, the status, the status quo idea that happiness is something that we feel. It's something it's a transient emotion. Happiness is not that. Happiness is our essential nature. We are happiness at our core. And so what it, what we need to do then is to remove the blocks to allow us to feel the happiness that's within us that's always there. And that because, as you said, the negative beliefs are having you think things about yourself that aren't true. And so then you're not, you're creating a block to feeling the happiness that's within you. And so it, life is really about removing the blocks to return you to your essential nature, which is love, peace, and happiness. You are that, as you said, from zero, when you're born into the world, that's who you are. It's, I mean, it's so amazing because we talk about, um, you know, the idea of a child, you know, who's so like, just like I'm well, like I'm willing to run around the store and yell stuff and hang out and all that, and like so free. Yes. And then we add all these things on, and all of a sudden it's not cool to be that way anymore. And I find myself getting trapped into the adult thinking too sometimes, like that's been conditioned over the years. And at least I know you want to jump in a couple of times, so I'm just going to finish this one statement. But you know, it's like I had a couple of times recently, and I don't know, and I got to I got to go inward and see why this even mattered to me. But I've had people like in the store walking down the aisle whistling because a song's on and I'm going, we don't want to hear your whistling lady. And, but why am I, why am I saying that? Like what, what in me, like, why shouldn't I it's want that? Joy? in you, Corey. <laughs> like, but why wouldn't I want that joy? You know, so if my son was with me at the same store at the exact same minute and it wasn't that lady, it was my son whistling. I'd be like, Oh, to be so young, Oh, to be so joyful. So why is it cool that he's doing it? But this lady, I don't know, Corey. Let's go through this. Why was you know what I mean? Why was though, right? it so like, frustrating? I know it's not. I know it's cool that she's doing it. I know I should be like, "Go, girl, that's awesome." But I'm just saying. So that's a great example of to me how I've been conditioned to think that's annoying. Why are you tapping the pen here while you're beside me? But maybe the tapping the pen is like they're happy. They're just beating up. They have a high level of energy. Their energy's high, and you know they're tapping the pen. And I'm like, "Just stop doing that. That's so annoying." Or I don't say that. I'm just in my head, like going, you know, this lady's whistling. That means, I mean, she's probably happy. She's just like mm -hmm. as if she was jumping and kicking her heels together. Why am I curmudgeoning on that? But my, I, I don't do it out loud. I don't say it to the person. But the point is, I should like I don't. Well, it doesn't matter because you're feeling it, Corey. Like that. I mean, something in it's it's bringing up the irritation that's already in you. So something about that, like that's how you know that's where we I would go. 
Yeah. And so I'm curious, let's use that as an example, because that's what I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask, like, what is, so from a personal standpoint, we're gonna, I'm going to get a little personal right now. What is, what are, what's one of the biggest beliefs maybe that you carried that you recognized that you were able to set free, sort of speak, that freed you in a way? Like one of the, I like the game changing, like there's game changing beliefs that we acquire that mm -hmm. keep us stuck. And then there's these game changing beliefs that once we recognize them, and I use EFT in my flipper script coaching, but as the release, you know, like the deleting of the files, um, I guess for you personally, and it, let's say I came to you or one of your clients came to you, knowing that happiness is a thing, but they are so not there. How, what would be what maybe one or two steps that you would take somebody mm -hmm. through just so we can get a sense of your approach? Yeah. In, in real time. <laughs> so I have like my top five steps to happiness that I believe allow you to, to connect and nurture all aspects of ourselves. So mm -hmm. I believe we're conditioned to focus on our physical, mental, and emotional selves, but not our spiritual self. And in our spiritual self is where our inner magic and superpowers lie. And that when we nurture that part of ourselves and we make time to connect to that part of ourselves, then that feeling of there's something missing in my life. There's a void. And I don't understand that. Like my life, for example, checks off all the boxes that society, culture, religion, family tell you that you should achieve to have a happy life. That me approaching 40, you know, fulfilling career check, um, healthy family check, our own home check, cars in the driveway check, vacations a year check, lots of beautiful material things, like a very beautiful, blessed life. How is it that I was still feeling like I was never enough, that something was missing, that I needed to be more than who I was, that I wasn't happy and I wasn't fulfilled with my life. Like it just didn't make any sense to me. And I suffered in silence for a long time, not talking to anybody about it because it's like, Teresa, what do you have to complain about? You have like this beautiful, blessed life. So this is why it didn't make any sense to me. And it was because I wasn't connecting to the spiritual part of myself that until I focused on going inward and spent time on connecting to that part of myself versus the external, that we're conditioned to look outside of ourselves for happiness in our mm -hmm. possessions in our positions, our titles, degrees, relationships. I won't be happy until I find that perfect person. I won't be happy until I pay for my mortgage. I won't be happy until I go on vacation. I'll only be happy when I've achieved, you know, X, Y, and Z. That happiness is a, a state of arrival that I won't be happy until I reach a point. But right. happiness is who we are. Happiness is in the now. It's not in the future. And, but we do that. We're, we're always looking outside of ourselves that we're like, what, you know, as a goal, even you ask people, what we're just want. talking about this yesterday about like, really all of us here today too. Like the reason what we're here or doing what we're doing is because we think we're going to feel a certain way when we like achieve it or when we help just mm -hmm. one more person help themselves, or if we just do this or it's the feeling that we're going for. Ultimately, all this other stuff is just like, maybe my, is my feeling over here? It reminds me of the children's mm -hmm. book with a little duckling, I guess, was it a little duck? And it was, are you my mother? Are you my mother? Remember the mother went off to get the food and there was a little duck eggs or was it chicken? 
the egg hatched and the mother wasn't there and this little duck or chicken went all over like looking at like the dog and the horse are you my mother and i feel like that's what we do sometimes like mm -hmm. is this where my happiness is going to feel like yeah. am i going to feel happy here will i feel happy when i get this yeah yeah so now recognizing that it's inside you it's who you really are like this is why my message of happiness is very different in mm -hmm. that when you understand that happiness is at your core, it's your essential nature, you're no longer lo looking outside yourself. Right, you're just disconnected. I call it out of alignment from. Right, right. you're dis disconnected from the happiness that you are, from your essential nature, right? And it's only until we nurture that spiritual part of ourselves can we connect to that happiness that's there, unwavering, that we wake up happy every day, regardless of what our external environment is doing. I'm not dependent on, you know, whether this pandemic is over, whether we can take our masks off, whether I can go out and eat at restaurants. Like, I, I'm happy regardless of what's happening outside because, I'm not getting my happiness from there. It's me making time to connect to the happiness that's inside of me. And so knowing what those principles and practices are that can help you to do that. So EFT was one of the practices that I used to help to, to forgive, right? Forgiveness is a huge. Um, self first, tool. right, girl? It's yeah, the forgiveness absolutely. of the self. Everything yes. else just falls away once that's nailed it. Okay, moving on. So forgiveness is that if we're stuck in the past and not forgiving circumstances and people, then that we can't feel the happiness we can feel in the present moment. So when you said about looking in all these different places for happiness, where it's inside you. So all you and if you're not feeling it, as you said, you're not in alignment. So I know now because I've been working on myself for like oh, almost 10 years now is that as soon as I don't feel like myself, I don't feel the happy person that I am or the peaceful person that I am. I know that I need to take out, you know, my different tools that can help to remove the blocks to me feeling that. So meditation is a tool that I use every day to to go inward and to uh, and center and to connect with the love that's inside of me so to go back to your question about you know what um what was that key i think you said what was that key thing that that you realized is that i wasn't loving myself mm -hmm. at all the way that i needed to i was looking outside myself for love my entire life from my parents from my from um, my partner, from my children, from my friends, from my coworkers, from whatever, looking for that love, that acceptance, that validation, that status, that all of that. And I was doing that, not recognizing that it was inside me all along. Looking in all the wrong places. Yeah, don't we? Love, right? like, it's like, like right there. Song. What if it was, if it was a snake, it would have bit you. <laughs> right. The song looking for love in all the wrong places. It's inside you. And when I connected through meditate. That was, I believe meditation is that gateway practice that helps you to connect with that. Totally. I've been doing, I was, I, Joe Dispen, Joe and I've been hanging out every day for like yes. a while now. His meditations are incredible. And you talked about this space, right? Like having this space. And that's very much Joe Dispenda's approach in meditation is that we have a space, like we're just taking up this space. And what you're saying is that the space that we have is actually the happiness that we're looking for mm -hmm. it's in there it's all that space with the nothingness that's that we fill with all these old beliefs and all of these thoughts and all of these not enoughness and like just it's we're full 
It's like the cup we talk about. Like when all this comes up, it's already up in the cup, right? It's already in us. So the frustration, the anger, the disappointment, the I'm not enough, the when we're feeling it and somebody, something is triggering it, it's because we have it. It's not like we catch it. It's not like they gave it to us. So <laughs> Here, I'm going to give you the anger. I'm going to give a, you the insecurity. No, it's already there. So I have a question from a viewer that I want to make sure we get in um, that is right around the same topic. But also when we talk about timely, it's kind of interesting because this is what came up on my Facebook page today that I saved that I'm going to repost. Yes, wait exactly. all week for Friday, all year for summer, and all life for happiness. I but hate it's, that! But that's exactly what, this is what people believe. That but that's, that's, it's so funny that this is, it's ironic to me that we, this is what we've been talking about, and that quote I shared obviously a year or two years, some point on the annual a while ago, but it's true, isn't it? Corey, happiness is in the now. It's in the present moment. This, that's where happiness resides. It's not on the Friday. It's not on the vacation. It's being present to your life. That's why mindfulness is one of the things that I that I practice like all day long is being mindful. Is you know what am I appreciating? What I'm putting into my mouth, appreciating like what I see. What's coming eyes. out of our mouth. <laughs> And like and being here, like here in this present moment, right? Is that really being present and feeling the emotions that the present moment is giving you? And when you are present, that's where your happiness is because you're not stuck in the past and you're not and you're not also projecting the future, right? That a lot of anxiety is found in the future, lots of anxiety in the future, and then a lot of like depression found in the past. And so it's here right now in the presence of like you two beautiful people having this incredible discussion and, and whoever's listening virtually is that this is where the ha this is where the joy and happiness is. The well, present that is the, one of the mind, one of our mind seats. I have a 21 day mind seat experience that go with the flip your script bands that I created. And they're seeds of thought that you can replant when you're having a thought that you don't want to grow your life into. You take the band, you flip it to the other wrist and you plant a mind seed. And one of the mind seeds, one of the daily mind seeds is the present is in the present. Mm -hmm. Like the present is really the gift. The yeah. present is in the present. Mm -hmm. and well, and that's exactly what you're saying the present is in the present again and, simple but not always easy no and that, that quote <laughs> by the way i was looking i was curious it was seven years ago i shared it it's not my quote by the way it was just a quote that i saw and, and i just put uh is this you should we work on this and i didn't mean like me work on it with them i just but it, it makes me think of one other quote and then i want to make sure i put this question up too um and it's not meant to be a crude quote i didn't take it that way but um michael j fox i heard him in an interview one day and they said, what are your, what's your thought? Because, of course, I mean, the guy has had Parkinson's since he's been, what, like late 20s? And, I mean, I don't know if many people would have the same outlook he has on life. I mean, this guy, he told this great story on Ellen one time. He said his kids used to come up to him and say, Dad, and they complain about this and that. And his response was always he saw this lady had a, a, a baby in a tree. And he said, a woman had a baby in a tree. What do you got? And he was always like, you know, what do you got compared to a woman having a baby in a tree? But I always thought it was more profound, the fact that he didn't say, I've had Parkinson's for 30 years. What do you got? Mm -hmm. Like, he still wasn't making it about himself. He was still like, you know, that like, you, you're complaining because your cell phone's not working. This lady had a baby in a tree. It was, it's just reframing, right? But what mm -hmm. he said, which this quote I heard him say, which I thought was so profound about this topic, is they said, how can you not be worried about the future? 
You know, how can you not be thinking about the past you had as this big Hollywood celebrity? And he said, well, my view is when you have one foot in tomorrow and one foot in yesterday, you're peeing all over today. <laughs> and, you know, not meant to be crude. It's just, it's true. Like when you think about when you're stuck in the past and the future, you're ruining and you're losing today. And I just, I mean, I love his perspective on things. So I just, that was something I had to share. And just to piggyback on that, our, our future happiness is based on the happiness we feel in the present moment. So the greatest descriptor of like how happy will we be in the future is how happy we are right now. So again, people think that happiness is going to be in the future when you achieve, when you go, when you whatever. Well, you're when you it's not going to happen because you weren't happy every day leading up to that right. point. Because so how happy you are right now will determine what your future happiness, how happy you will be in the future. And, I'm, and I'll add on. Well, life is a series of nows. Right. Mm -hmm. And if this is what now feels like, your life is just a series of every single now that is like now yeah. and now and yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm having a moment, I always break it down. I'm like, I don't have to do big picture. This is now I'm creating my future right now because life is all life is, mm -hmm. is a series of nows. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it makes it so much more like, OK, I could do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is what now feels like, checking in, right? And mm -hmm. life is a series of nows. And if we could just take that, just one now at a time, you will yeah. create your memories or your past, and it'll be great. You could, like, relish in your past. You could bring mm -hmm. up emotions and feelings that keep you in high vibration just by, you know, paying mm -hmm. attention to each now yes. that we create. Yes. yes, and going back to, Len, your initial um, question about mindset, right? Is that if you are present, then you're more apt to catch those thoughts about yourself or about the people around you, the circumstances that aren't serving you because you're present and you're in tune with it instead of, you know, being distracted by your phone or watching TV or, or, you know, all the other ways that we distract ourselves from being in the now and being present to what's happening. So that also helps us to, ch to be able to change some of the things that aren't serving us. Absolutely. But if you do like a good Netflix binge, enjoy it while you're watching it. Because yeah. if you're feeling guilty, you're not really appreciating the now. No, no. no. And, 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 be a, and appreciate what that activity is providing you with, right? That, that maybe you're not thinking about the past or the future when you're not right. locked in, in what. And you are feeling that peace in that moment like it is for me it is also i don't do i don't watch a lot of tv but sometimes i feel like i need to distract myself from like thinking because my mind is always, our minds are always going 60 to 70 mm -hmm. thoughts our mind is constantly going and it's designed to do that like it's an amazing organ that's keeping us alive all the time even when we're asleep it's keeping us alive it really is something that we wouldn't want to, to turn off but sometimes when we're feeling like we just need to meditation does that for me if i'm going to choose between tv or meditation i'm going to choose meditation but sometimes you want the entertainment factor right and so i'm a big binger i'll be the first to admit it i mean i get a lot done i make a lot of changes but sometimes i just I like the no brainers, you know, and actually sometimes you do. I mean, I'm just giving people permission to find what brings them peace and happiness yeah. because it's yeah. different. It looks different yeah. for everyone. Everybody. Right. And, so. what that, and why that activity, we should not feel guilty about it because what that activity is doing is remo removing the block to feeling the love, peace and happiness that we are. That's what it's doing. So 
Right. You know, reading books does that for me. Listening to podcasts does that for me. Exercise does that. Cooking, being out in nature, like knowing what those activities are that help you to be in the present moment, to reconnect with the happiness that's inside you. So I want to I want to um, say something really important is that people think it's the activities that are giving them the happiness that, oh, I feel happy when I ride my bike. I feel happy when I'm painting. I feel happy when I'm walking my dog. I feel happy when I'm with friends. You're feeling happy, but not because the activity is giving you the happiness. You're feeling happy because it's removing the block, the blocks that you have from feeling the happiness that's always there. So people think they have to like also dedicate time to these to like doing the activities that they like the activities are great and we should know what those activities are because like i said they allow us to reconnect it with the happiness that's inside us all the time so when the activity isn't there can you still feel happy yeah and the pandemic has been about that when restrictions have been placed upon activities that gave us happiness before. Can we still feel happy when we're not participating in those activities? Yes, we can. And if you're not feeling the happiness, then you need to make time to reconnect with the happiness that's inside you because it is your essential nature. Like this is like light bulb, like fireworks, like this is like, this is right. what it is. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so on point, like wh what, and I believe we give ourselves permission, like, okay, so when I ride my bike, I'm giving somehow, somehow, some way mm -hmm. I'm unlocking the door or the key or yeah. whatever's holding me from connecting to that in that activity. And so what's holding you? Like, why do you have the key? Why aren't you like sharing the key with your happiness when you're doing something else? So I resonate. I think it's beautiful that you're that you're sharing this with individuals who are so ready to connect with the happiness that's already within them. It's it's so important. And I love your approach. I love your light and your vibe. So you're, you're the perfect representative of happiness. You're like, it's Thank working. Thank you. Well, and I, I want to, um, there's a question here. Yeah. I hope you guys can see it. It's, in the a, screen. Of, it's a couple of questions. Yeah, that's why. Well, it's all related. To, it's all, I think it's all circled into one question. Um, but I'll let you tack, read this and then tackle this, Teresa. And then we'll ask, of course, how we can learn more because I know our next guest is in the backstage area. But let's tackle this question before. Well, if you're, yeah, go ahead. I'll let you approach that. So I, I have, I have learned that the, if you can separate your, your spiritual self from your physical self. So I believe I'm a spiritual being having a human experience that my spirit is in a human body, making its way through the world as a human being participating in like in the world, doing what I, what I'm doing. I came down here to experience this. Like my soul wanted to learn, grow and expand by going through different experiences here on the earth plane. And so I have, I have been told um, that our spirit doesn't come into the body itself till the moment of birth. So even if the physical shell would have gone through some kind of trauma, but I'm not sh the spirit part of us is not in the physical part of us. Like it, in the room. So I don't know what kind of trauma she might be referring to because technically the, the, the spirit is not really in, is not in the physical 
part of us at that point. It's then as soon as we're born, does the soul enter the body and then become that part of that physical form that's then making its way. Um, so he has a follow-up to that. Forceps. Was a forceps birth. But again, if you can separate your the spirit part of you, which is the infinite, immortal, eternal part of you, that even once your shell is gone, that that continue, that returns back to like wherever it, wherever it came from, and then will maybe choose to come and reincarnate another time and have another human experience. Is that you are not like that? Even that forcept birth, you're not even the trauma of the physical body. We're not that. We are always whole and perfect. And we, even when we experience hardship, the soul just wanted that learning experience. It's all about the learning. If it's not, if we can also like, instead of saying, why did this happen to me? Is that why did it happen for you? That your spirit, your soul wanted to have this experience to learn from it. And it's important that we can, that we can find the learning and appreciate the learning that gratitude is not only about being thankful for all the good things in our life, but also being thankful for the challenges and hardships because we can find the learning in that experience. So even if there was trauma, what learning did it provide you with? And if you well, are holding on to it and what is there's learning that, that you need, that maybe you haven't like tapped into that you need to find so that you can then feel gratitude for the experience and what that experience provided your soul because your soul is here to learn, grow and expand. So it's always, it's always about the learning. I don't know mm -hmm. if that, if, if that answered her question. Uh, it answered it answered it from my perspective, but of course we can let her know if it answered it. And it depends on what's coming up for her right now. Like, mm -hmm. how is she feeling challenged and things like that? I mean, I would say if somebody ex goes through and experiences something traumatic and is here right now, I'm saying badass, right? Like you made it through. Like you're like a little mm -hmm. nugget, yeah. like a little nugget, and you made it through like that. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, that's huge that you've come through mm -hmm. and you're here. For both, um, for both. It said, who is the learning for? For both. It's because yeah. on a soul level, both of them like decided that they would have this experience together for the learning that it provides, like all the parties for both. Yeah, and I think, and I think, well, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but I think George was kind of also pointing out, it may not have even been about you're learning like you know I, I mean, obviously, in this case, it was for both. Yes, but, I but we're ob obviously always looking at it like, what did I go through? Right. But the mother also went through it as well. Yes, yes. And we and we play roles for each other, right? That as as mm -hmm. souls in physical bodies, we set up, it's like a play. We set up to play certain roles in each other's life so that, like for example, with me and my partner, he played a certain role so that I could come to a place that I, I now honor, uh, sorry, love, honor, and respect myself. Um, where he played a certain role that brought me to that realization that I wasn't respecting and honoring myself because I was allowing him to say and do things to me. And I wasn't using my voice to say that, you know, your behavior or what you're saying is not a loving response or, or, or a respectful response or whatnot. And so he played that role so that I could have that learning. So yes, we play roles in each other's life so that that learning can be facilitated for all of us. 
Amazing. So, Teresa, I know uh, we're, we're a little past the wire. I won't say we're down to the wire. So right at the end here, and I wanted to ask you, I mean, this has been amazing to be continued because truthfully, I, I could keep this conversation going for hours. So, but Teresa, I wanted to know for those that have been listening that want to know what the next step is, and that could be working with you, that could be learning from you, whatever that looks like. Can you tell us where is there a hub or where would you send people who want to learn more? So they can definitely go to my website, which is teresagreco.ca. So I have all my services that I'm involved with are all there on my website. You can connect with me. I'm very active on Instagram, which is teresagreco underscore steps to true happiness. I'm on Facebook at steps to true happiness with Teresa Greco. I'm also um, by email steps to true happiness at gmail.com. And I think I got them all. Okay, awesome. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, like I said, to be continued with your permission, because this has been such a great conversation. <clears throat> you can see, we started getting people jazzed up to talk about this further. So I feel like we, and maybe at least when you start, uh, if you start and when you start the Flip Your Script Fridays back again, maybe this would be a really well, good they're coming. Absolutely. I, I would love to have you on Flip Your Script Friday. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. I would yeah, love so that. Let's, Let's facilitate that in the future as well. So, Lisa, uh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you. I honor you. I salute you. And we'll wave the flag for you. Keep on doing the great work. <laughs> thank you so nice much. Nice meeting Bye. you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.